Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everyone. In this episode, uh, I'd like to talk to you about two things. Um, first, I'm going to give my first impressions of the US presidential election result. And then I want to talk to you about some of the things that I said in the last episode of this podcast. I just want to clear up a few things that I said before um, in the last episode, all right? So um, I just want to get straight into it. Um, So here we go. And here is the jingle. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. So welcome back to the podcast. Um, What a strange day it's turning out to be. It's a mad, 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 mad world, isn't it? It is. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Uh, But remember, everything will be all right in the end. And if it's not all right, it's not the end. All right? Everything will be all right in the end. And if it's not all right, it's not the end. I have to thank Mark Kermode for that one. Um... So here we are. This is, I guess this is going to be episode 398. And bloody hell, Donald Trump got elected as president. Donald Trump, uh, the 45th um, president of the United States. Oh my goodness, can you believe it? It's almost like like some sort of weird dream. It's Has it really happened? Yes, it has. You'd better believe it because it's true. Uh, Donald Trump is the new president of the United States. More on that in a minute. Um, Now, I just want to record this episode here and now and get it out there, publish it quickly um, and get it out to you without spending lots of time on pre-production and all that kind of stuff. So this episode is being produced and recorded fairly quickly. So it might be a bit rambly. It also might be a bit sketchy, but um, that's all right, isn't it? You don't mind that kind of thing. Um, Now, the main reason that I'm recording this episode is that I have a couple of things. So there's two main reasons, two main points that I'm trying to deal with in this episode. Um, um, in fact, the, originally I planned to do this one, uh, in. I, I sort of planned to do it yesterday, I didn't have time. Um, and, um, and then of course the election results came through and that's obviously the big story of the moment. So there's no way I can just record an episode today without mentioning that. But the, in fact, the original... Uh, um, purpose of doing this episode was to talk about a few things that I want to get off my chest in response to the previous episode of this podcast. Um, and that's just a few things uh, that are on my mind uh, relating to things I said before that I would like to communicate to you. So that's the main reason I'm recording this quickly now on Tuesday the 9th of November. Um, but also, of course, the big news of the day is the US presidential election result. And that's what's going on Certainly in my world, um, probably in your world too, this is probably a big story in your world as well, I imagine. Um, it's all about the election results uh, today because the result came in just a few hours ago uh, that Trump has been elected uh, president. And um, 
Let me just say that again for what, the third or fourth time? Donald Trump is the 45th president of the United States of America. Who would have thought it? It's, it's weird, right? I mean, if you remember back in the early days of the, the campaign when, he's, um, when he put himself forward as a candidate, people were like, oh, Donald Trump, that's, that's, that's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? Everyone was sort of um, laughing about it. And then he managed to somehow get through the primaries and he became the, the candidate and everyone's like, oh, this is ridiculous. Okay, he's the, he's the, he's the, uh, the re- Republican candidate, but there's no way that he's going to win. That's ridiculous. And he's just managed to sail through the entire process all the way through to the end here. Um, so I do have to talk about that. There's no way I can do this episode without talking about that. So I'm going to talk about Trump a little bit at the beginning of the episode here. And then I will talk to you about this other thing I wanted to say. All right. Um, um, So please do stick around for the whole episode. Um, I I do hope you listen to all of this um, uh, because I I have some sincere things to say to you. Um, So, yes, don't press stop. Uh, don't press stop on your recorder and, uh, or your whatever it is, your device that you're using. Don't press stop. Please do listen. Um, and of course, please feel completely welcome at all times uh, while listening to this. I hope that you don't press stop. Um, in the last episode, I know that I said some dismissive and slightly glib things like, you know, you can stop listening if you don't like it. You heard me say that, I think, maybe a couple of times. Well, that's the thing I wanted. That's the thing I'm going to talk about later on. I'm sorry about that. I hope that you didn't feel that I was being dismissive and that I was being unfriendly when I said, "If you don't like it, you can press stop at any time." I hope you didn't feel that was a bit dismissive. I was just feeling a bit. What's the word for it? While recording it, I was feeling a bit kind of uh, frustrated by certain things, and I think it came out. Uh, during the recording, um, and I ended up saying some things that are a bit glib. I, it's not like there's been a huge, um, uh, like sort of reaction or anything. Um, I just heard myself. I listened back to it on the way to the supermarket, and I was like, "Oh, I keep saying, I keep saying you can stop listening whenever you want. That's not really a good message. I don't want to uh, put that message out there. So I think I'd better clear it up. So that's what I'm doing." Um, 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 yeah, I was feeling a bit, I guess I was feeling a bit hangry, you know, hungry, angry, hangry, that thing. I don't know. I've had a couple of, I, I got a couple of comments. One, in fact, one person saying, uh, that they were concerned that if I spoke like that on the podcast, that it would, um, you know, make my podcast seem less friendly. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, I also, I think someone else commented saying, Maybe Luke was feeling hangry. That was Catherine who said that. Maybe Luke was hangry. Remember the word hangry? We had it in an episode recently, one of the ones with Alex Love. Um, it's a portman- portmanteau word, right? Hangry, hungry and angry, hangry. You know when you get hungry, you get a bit angry. We call that being hangry. It's not really a real word. It's kind of a new word. Anyway, maybe I was feeling a bit hangry while recording. And, you know, I just wanted to repeat, of course, I always want you to listen to these episodes. And I'm extremely happy when people do listen. Um, It's amazing that I have an audience. And I'll talk more about that stuff later. I'm going to get deep and meaningful and sincere later on. Uh, I've got some things to say to you, my audience. So I do hope you stick around for that. But first, let's talk about Trump a little bit. Let's talk about this election. Um, 
So yes, the joke going around that the joke going around is that the UK is no longer the most stupid nation on earth. Um, after Brexit, we had the title of the most stupid nation on earth for about five months, and now it's gone back to the USA again. Back to everything's back to normal. Uh, back to that good old feeling that we had when um, when they elected George Bush twice in a row. Um, so yes, that's the joke. That's the joke people are making that America is now back to being this, the most stupid nation on earth. Um, do we agree with that or not? Uh, I wonder. Um, now, except this time it seems somehow worse, doesn't it? It, it does. It feels like it's more shocking. I don't know about you. I don't know what you think about this. How are you feeling today? How did you feel when you heard the news about the election result? Are you feeling sort of surprised or shocked? Do you feel glad? Are you feeling positive about it? Uh, Are you feeling negative? I wonder what, you know, where you feel on the scale of emotions today. Um, I mean, just a lot, you know, you know, to be honest, a lot of my friends um, are the sorts of people who don't agree with Trump, you know? And so when I look at Facebook, for example, I can see a lot of people have have got pretty strong feelings about the results and people are shocked and surprised. Um, A lot of feelings will be flying around today, I expect, especially if you care about this subject at all. Uh, For me, it's a bit like that Brexit feeling, you know, that Brexit feeling is back again. Uh, that feeling that uh, I experienced uh, the day after the, U- the UK's referendum on Europe, when the UK voted to leave the European uh, Union, that Brexit feeling, it's a strange feeling. It, you know, it feels like a huge event has happened. It feels like a historic moment. It feels a bit shocking because you kind of think, oh, is this a bad thing? Has, has a bad thing just happened? Or could it turn out to be a good thing? You know, it's like a weird mix of sort of... Um, s- s- sort of shock, and you think, "What does this mean? How is this going to affect the future?" Um, it's it's a strange uh, feeling, but what a year it's been! It's been one hell of a year, hasn't it? Lots of stuff going on um, with uh, many many things, and and so I'm just going to try and capture how it all feels right now uh, in this part of this episode. I'm just going to talk about and tr- I'm going to talk about this and try to explain how it feels. Um, and, uh, so here we go. All right. So here we go. (sighs) Take a deep breath. Don't forget to breathe. That's very important. Take a deep breath, keep calm and carry on. Um, so I'm actually reading some stuff that I wrote down earlier on because, uh, before I could get all the stuff together, the microphone and all that business, I just started typing and like, right, come on, type some stuff. Um, so I typed out a bunch of things and um, I'm kind of reading from that. So if it sounds like I'm reading stuff that I've already written, that's because I am. All right. Um, I've, I've got a guitar here as well. <laughs> Just why is that funny? That's not really funny, but uh, it's just nice to have the guitar, you know. Anyway, you're probably thinking, never mind the guitar, Luke. Um, I might play some later. We'll see. So. How does it feel today? So to me, like I said, it's like the same feeling that I had after the UK referendum. Perhaps it's a little different because I'm I'm less personally involved this time. You know, it's not my country. Uh, but America's significant because obviously it's the largest economy in the world. It's And, you know, we're not separated that much. I mean, it's not our election, um, but the world is all deeply connected 
And so what happens there, certainly when it's the largest economy in the world and the biggest military power and all these other things, a huge cultural uh, leader in so many ways, whatever happens there, then it, you know, it affects us too, doesn't it? So not exactly the same as Brexit, because it's not my country, it's not sort of hitting home in the same way, but it's still quite a shock. Uh, but of course, your reaction out there listening to this, your reaction will depend on how you feel about this and how you feel about Trump and uh, the way you uh, sort of interact with the issues. If you're a supporter, obviously, you, you'll, you'll probably be feeling pretty delighted today. If you're not a supporter, then I expect you'll be feeling a mix of different things, maybe anger, disappointment, perhaps fear, all sorts of things. Um, one thing we can all agree uh, surely, is that this is one of those big moments in history. Um, in fact, what a heavy year it's been with Brexit, this election results, the whole uh, election campaign and all the things that have happened, all the uh, allegations about Hillary Clinton and all of the things that Trump has said and done, all of those things. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the UK's referendum results, uh, this election, certain celebrities who we lost this year, um, and there's been a lot of them. Um, David Bowie, for example, notably, I talked about him on the podcast uh, earlier this year. Uh, and lots of other things that are probably a lot more serious than that. For example, the impossibly awful situation that continues in Syria. Um, and uh, I'm not even going to kind of talk about that very much because it's just a complete whirlwind of uh, so many different factors. Um, and it's just hor- horrifying, really. Uh, Also, the growing tension between global powers, the worsening environmental situation, um, ISIS, of course, um, you know, Islamic State, uh, the economic crisis and a host of other things, including the general feeling that a lot of people are losing their trust in the system, whatever that is, the system. I I mean, like the political system or the general sort of way that uh, the, the administration works around the world administrations in different countries, governments, also mainstream media, um, expert opinion. There is a sense that a lot of people just don't trust the information that they're receiving. Um, and, um, you know, there's just seem to, there seem to be growing levels of mistrust. I was doing a lesson the other day from um, uh, Cutting Edge Intermediate, uh, the course book that I'm using with one of my classes at the moment. And there was a, a, a couple of pages um, about how uh, global trends are changing. And one of the things that was in the book is quite interesting, actually, uh, was talking about how there seems to be less trust in the world than there used to be. And why is that? Um, it, was a, it was a topic for discussion. Um, and uh, uh, the effects of the internet, perhaps, are becoming more and more apparent, with people getting more and more sort of stuck in their own little bubble of social media content, which sort of seems to just confirm your worldview and doesn't expose you to different points of view because you just, you know, the whole, the, the way that social media works is that it just presents you with the content that it thinks thinks that you want based on algorithms. So we just tend to get the stuff that confirms our worldview. What's that doing to, to people? Um, a lot of a lot of heavy stuff seems to be going down. Um, and I think we can all agree that Trump getting elected is one of those moments that somehow seems to strike a chord that resonates through everything in some way. 
Now, I don't want to get into the, all of the good and the bad, the right and wrong, all the opinions and all that sort of stuff. I, I'm trying to skate around those things uh, because it's not my job to try and say what's right and what's wrong and you know all that kind of thing. I'm just trying to sum up how it feels right now. And also, I suppose, trying to give you an idea of, well, I don't know. I don't, I'm just giving you my, my thoughts, all right? Um, I'm not saying they're all right or anything, you know, of course, get stuck into the comments section if you want to. Um, and we know, don't we, that I do this kind of thing. I talk about politics on the podcast. I'm going to mention this again in, in this episode. I talk about politics on the podcast because I just uh, feel like it's interesting and it's relevant to everyone. And um, and ultimately, I'm just trying to present you with with content that is going to keep your attention and allow you to listen to English, you know? Um, and um, you could get it all from the BBC and all that kind of thing. But uh, perhaps for me, you just get a slightly more personalised version of things. But at the same time, I'm, I'm aware that it's not necessarily my um, responsibility to start throwing your opinions around the place. Um, so I'm trying to skate around that sort of stuff. Um but you know, obviously, it's up to you. You can leave comments in the in the comments section and send messages and things like that. You know, feel free. Um, so, one thing I noticed that, in my opinion, this election was pretty dirty. It was a, it was a pretty dirty election campaign uh, with a lot of sort of personal attacks. Both candidates came out of it looking pretty bad, in my opinion. Um, both of them are accused of having issues with the truth. Uh, they're both labelled and accused of, of being economical with the truth. I suppose that's just the world of politics, which is a bit uh, cynical. Um, the idea that uh, we accept that in politics there's there's uh, there's a lack of truth. Um, Trump is considered to be obviously untruthful, and I'm I'm not saying that's my opinion. I'm saying he is considered by many to be more obviously untruthful than Clinton, perhaps, that he has made a number of wildly contradictory statements. And all you need to do is just like literally look at the the, the video footage of the things that he said from the beginning of the campaign through to this moment. Now, the speech that he gave when he when he came out this morning, you know, but it was it was um, yeah this morning when he made his victory speech, that was fairly dignified, really, by his standards. Um, but the victory speech is not really the place to start saying controversial things. Obviously, the the the, the winning president is going to say um, various platitudes. He's going to say things like, you know, um, thanks to all the people who helped me, and uh, we deserve, you know, we we owe a debt of gratitude to Hillary Clinton for the things she's done. So, you know, he played it pretty safe, and he was quite diplomatic in his victory speech. So, it's probably best not to judge it all by that. It, it was quite, it was quite good in a way, I, I, although a little empty. Um, but no, I'm talking about the stuff that he said uh, in the the run up to the election, um, and you know, he's made a number of wildly contradictory statements and some people um have labeled him as just being a flat out liar um he's he's made uh statements about other things and by the way i'm going to talk about clinton as well all right so don't get your knickers in a twist also he's he's very he has 
questionable attitudes towards women, towards ethnic groups, and all sorts of other things. Um, his conduct has not been characterised by the sort of dignity and elegance that we associate with the American presidency. I think that that is probably fair to say. You might disagree. If you do, then, you know, give me the reasons. But I think that most people agree that he isn't exactly a, what's the word for it, conventional presidential candidate. Um, and part of that has been a certain lack of dignity in his uh, in his approach. I mean, he's not from the world of politics. He's from the world, he's from the cutthroat world of business. Um, that's the way he operates. But is there an excuse for it? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously not making excuses for him. Uh, but anyway, there it is. Those are the labels that have been given to Trump, that he's uh, economical with the truth, more than just economical with the truth, that he's, you know, told lies um, and he's been very uh, uh, undignified, let's say. Um, there are a host of other criticisms, specific criticisms against Trump that I'm sure you're aware of. I don't need to go into them all. Hillary Clinton, too, of course, has been subject of a great deal of criticism from all kinds of people, uh, but it's criticism of a different nature. Um, and obviously there's been the, the email scandal and um, you know people are saying there's no smoke without fire. Um, now, we um, people have made some pretty outlandish accusations about Hillary suggesting that she's deeply corrupt and that she's got ulterior motives and and that you know what's going on with the email s- stuff and what's her foreign policy position and all that kind of thing um, as far as I'm aware there are allegations we don't know anyway it's up to you to decide if you think the allegations against Hillary are true because as far as I can see a lot of it's just speculation but perhaps it's true maybe there is no smoke without fire You know that expression? If you say there's no smoke without fire, it means that if it seems like something is happening, it probably is happening. So there's no smoke without fire. But that's a dangerous thing to say because, um, you know, before you label someone as a a criminal, you need to actually, you know, the, the whole thing needs to be tried in court and all that stuff. You end up then getting into conspiracy theory type type stuff about whether or not um, the whole system is uh, rigged in favour of Clinton, which, based on this result today, doesn't seem to be true. I mean, it's it doesn't seem to be fair to say that the system is rigged because she just lost. So I don't know about that. Um, but uh, there are lots of criticisms on both sides. Um, she's accused of being self-serving and hypocritical in terms of her agenda. Her supporters obviously say that uh, she's got the best of intentions and that uh, as a Democrat, she's, you know, she said her policies have been about redistribution of wealth and trying to create equal opportunities uh, while also uh, allowing uh, the the kind of uh, the banking financial sector to do the things that it does. Um, She says she cares about ordinary people. Some people argue that she doesn't, that she actually just cares about the, her corporate backers. I'm not able to say how much of that is true. I'm just trying to report on what people have been saying and thinking. But anyway, it's been a divisive, nasty campaign with plenty of disappointments along the way. And when I say disappointments, I mean that it's it's just disappointing that it, it's been so nasty, you know. It's regrettable. Um, what you really want from presidential candidates is you want candidates with dignity, integrity, uh, that are easy to respect. You want uh, candidates to be charismatic 
and likable. You want candidates to have a genuine sense of public service. You want them to have a clean record. Um, you, you, you want them to have a level of experience and appropriacy for the role that makes you feel like um, everything is in safe hands. You want someone who can inspire genuine trust in people and that they, uh, that they gain the respect of the people that they want to represent. But we, I feel like we haven't really had that, or at least two people, or at least the, the sorry, the people perceive that we don't have trustworthy or respectable candidates. And I think that's disappointing, of course, you know, in a general sense. It is, isn't it? I mean, it would be, it's just disappointing that, that uh, it's been the way it has been. Um, why did people vote for Trump? I guess there are just more people out there who are motivated by the things he seems to stand for. And I suppose also there's a certain stigma attached to publicly saying that you support Trump. So maybe the the polls were not really representative of how people genuinely voted. Obviously, they weren't. Um, I guess that if someone asks you how you're going to vote... you're probably less likely to say that you're going to vote for the guy who has been saying a lot of outrageous things, you know, that people probably are publicly at least a little bit shy to admit that they support Trump. But privately, maybe it's another story. So so maybe that's it, that privately, once they were on their own in the uh, polling station with no one looking and no one judging them, they voted for the one that they really wanted. Uh, and publicly, they they keeping they're keeping their mouths shut. Um, maybe that's it. Um, also, people often vote for change, don't they? In these kinds of situations, people just vote for change. They that there are lots of complex issues that uh, can come into play, but sometimes people just see an opportunity for change, and that's it. That's what they go for. So they vote for change, and um, that is often the more important factor. Even It's even more important than the specific things the candidate is saying, it seems, in some cases. It seems that people en masse will often just vote change if they feel unhappy with the status quo. And a lot of Americans seem to feel unhappy right now, so they choose change. Um, Hillary Clinton is a Democrat, and the US has had eight years of a Democrat government, so change is on the cards, and uh, that obviously favours uh, Trump as well. Uh, maybe Hillary's uh, supporters were complacent. Maybe the, the the Hillary Clinton supporters, who were not quite as sort of motivated by the 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 sort of I don't know what it is the passion of of some of those hardcore Trump fans. Maybe there there was just uh, a lot more. There were a lot more un, uh, a lot more complacent. Uh, Democrat voters who just didn't get off their backsides and go out and vote. So maybe it's complacency. Maybe Trump's supporters were more motivated, right? Motivated by what? I don't know, a sense of fear, perhaps? Um, Because Trump is often talking to people's fears, saying, you know, I'm going to fix everything. You know, he's not being very specific about it. You know, it's going to be great. It's going to be, everything's going to be fantastic. It's going to be really, really great. It's going to be fantastic. Don't ask me how I'm going to fix it, but I I will fix it. I'm going to, let's make America great again. You know, that's kind of, uh, his. that's been his approach, right? But how, Donald? It's just, don't ask me how. Just trust me. I'm, 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 I'm very rich. I've, I made a lot of money. Uh, I fair enough. I lost a lot of money too, but I made money, 
and I'm going to do the same thing for America. That's kind of the simplistic sort of um, message that he's been giving, and apparently that got through to people. Um, um, f- yeah, uh, so apparently Trump, was he presented himself as the guy to bring back that special feeling uh, that the Americans associate with some other time in the past when America was great. And it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. Uh, okay, fine. It's going to be great. Okay, then, if you say so. As I said before, it feels like the same conditions in which the UK voted to leave the EU. It feels like the same kind of thing. It's the same flavour, isn't it? Um, so the, the UK voted to leave the EU against the, the better judgment of, of so many of the so-called experts. Um, it seems that lots of people didn't listen to the experts or they didn't want to listen to them. And of course, it's democracy, isn't it? Yes, it is. This is democracy and we've got to try and live with it or we've got to try and you know, work with what we've got. Um, what was it? Winston Churchill said democracy is not perfect, but it's the least bad of all the other options we have available to us. So, of course, democracy is not the perfect system. There is no such thing as a perfect system, really. Um, but it's apparently the least worst. Um, so it is democracy. It's democracy in action, I guess. Uh, it's also part of democracy to have the right to express your disagreement. Um, so I'm sure that there will be a lot of arguments going on at the moment where people are complaining and and um, expressing their dissatisfaction with the result. And then the, the Trump fans will be saying, stop complaining, just accept it. You've got to shut up now. You know, you don't get the right to complain. You've got to be quiet, which is what has, is happening with uh, the in the aftermath of Brexit as well. It's the same thing. Um, so the Trump fans will probably be saying to the uh, the Clinton fans, you've got to shut up now. You don't get the right to complain because the people have spoken. Well, I disagree. I think that uh, it's also part of democracy to be able to express your disagreement. So no one needs to shut up. Um, everyone still has the right to express their dissatisfaction and to give their opinions. Um, and I'm sure that there will be a lot of angry disagreement going on. Um, hopefully not between listeners to Luke's English podcast, of course, because we're a civil bunch of people, aren't we? Um, but um, the the disagreement, that the, the angry disagreement and arguments, that's one of the worrying things for me. One of the many potential worrying things, but one of the worrying things just on my mind at this moment is that people are really divided at this time, not just in America or in the UK, but it seems, you know, across borders, there's a lot of division and there will be a lot of very angry conversations going on. A lot of them in the comments sections of articles on the internet, newspaper articles on different websites, YouTube videos and so on. I don't know if you've looked in the comments section of articles about this subject, but some of the stuff that you read there is just, it's just hideous. It really is. It's ugly insults, people ranting and raving about all kinds of stuff that seems to have no basis in reality as far as I can see. I mean, there's a hell of a lot of stuff being said, which is just crazy. I mean, but that's the internet for you, isn't it? It just it gives everyone a voice for better or worse. Um now, I'm, I'm sure that I will talk about this again on the podcast. Um, how, can I, how, can we, how can we, how can I, how can you, how can anyone escape this subject? Um, 
I think it's worth talking about, although I won't spend all my time talking about it, of course. This is a podcast for learning English, but um, uh, a, lot of, a lot of the English-speaking world is talking about this subject right now. So I'm, sh- I'm sure I'll come back to it. Um, and uh, I'm sure that many of you out there are thinking, what's, what's your dad's position on this? We'd like to know what uh, uh, Rickipedia thinks about this. What does Rick Thompson think? Um, so I will ask him nicely if he's willing to talk on uh, the, the podcast publicly about it. We'll see what he says. You also might be thinking, what about your American friends? That might be interesting. What do they think? How upset are they? Or how happy are they? Um, I will see if I can get together some Americans and you can hear how it is from, from, from uh, their points of view. Um, I'll see what I can do. All right. Now, I didn't intend, I never really intended Luke's English podcast to be a political thing, and I don't think it is. Um, uh, I, I never set out to be a political commentator, and uh, I, I don't think I am really. I'm just a, obviously an English language teacher who does a podcast, and we know, we know all that. Uh, but I'm not a political commentator, that's not what I do. I'm an English teacher, comedian, podcaster type guy. And I do talk about politics here every now and then, just because I'm interested in talking about topics that grab the attention of my audience and topics that I personally find interesting to discuss. And I expect that you will be having conversations about politics too, in English, no doubt. So listening to these episodes uh, that I do about politics might help you. They might help you in your conversations. Um, one thing worth noting here on the subject of talking about politics I think it's, it's, it's interesting to think about how to talk about politics. So if we bring this back to questions of English and, um, you know, communication um, and the subject of politics, I think it's interesting to, interesting to consider the, how to talk about politics in social situations. How do we talk about politics without causing an argument? Because it's a sensitive subject and it can easily turn into... Um, arguments, you know, politics, you know, don't talk about religion and politics. And as soon as you start talking about politics, you're on thin ice. You know, um, how do you broach the subject of this election or, or Brexit at work with people that you don't know that well? You, you know, you need to talk about it, right? Uh, it's the big story of the moment. Um, but how do you do it without rubbing people up the wrong way? Now, I think that the right way to do it is to try to focus on the significance of the events and to avoid making any big value judgments about it yourself. So, I mean, try to talk about the events in an objective point of view, commenting on what other people are saying, like in the press or whatever, or what the general public opinion is. So, report in your conversations, you, you, you can try and focus on what the general feeling about the subject is, uh, rather than your own p- personal opinion, you know? Because as soon as you start telling uh, your own personal opinions, uh, then uh, that's when people get triggered and then you end up with, you know, problems. Now, it's, it's hard because in the end, you've got to have an opinion, you know? You do have to have an opinion. You can't just sit on the fence for your whole life. You have to have an opinion. Um, and no doubt your opinion will come out in some way in your conversations. But I think the right tone is about being respectful 
uh, to the people around you an understanding that, um, you know, they might have differing views and you have to be respectful to those views and avoid having a big conflict because, you know, what a, a conversation at work or a conversation with uh, like people in the pub or even a conversation in the comments section of a website, that's not necessarily uh, the battleground uh, on which all uh, the issues of the world are going to be fixed. You know, it's all well and good you having your little pitched battle with someone in a, the comments section of, of the Guardian's website or whatever or, or on YouTube, but it's not going to make or break the issue on, a, on the global stage. So to an extent, it's kind of pointless engaging in pitched battles in the comments sections or even becoming an argumentative um, person, you know, in the real world either. You're just going to upset people and you're going to lose relation it's going to damage your relationships it's not necessarily going to prove you to be right because everyone is on a, a crusade to be the right one to be right everyone thinks they're right you know everyone does it's very hard to be the right one you know it's very hard to be right at the end of the day um and if if you make it your mission to be better than everyone else even if you are proved to be right no one's going to like you. No one likes a smart ass. All right. So just think about that. Um, and I, what I'm trying to do is give my sincere advice about the what I think is to be the is the best way to deal with political conversations. So avoid trying to go on a crusade to show that you're right. It's it, it, what's the point? Um, it and tr- tr- avoid conflict because ultimately. It's rarely appropriate in a social situation, and it's often harmful. And arguments obviously will damage relationships, and those arguments or resentful feelings can come about quite easily when you start to talk about politics. I know that very well, and I'm always aware of it when I'm doing this podcast, because I don't want to rub you up the wrong way. I don't want to antagonize my listeners. And uh, that's part of what I wanted to talk about in the second half of this episode. I wonder if there will be time for that. Um, so anyway, I expect it's the same thing for you. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. So what about how we actually deal with topics like this? How do we do it? So I reckon when talking about politics, we need to do a few things. And here are some ideas. So first of all, just remember to be respectful to others around us. Even when we are sure that we're completely right, you might not be. So be careful of um, that feeling of like, no, I'm right, because you might not be, and you you probably just come across as being a bit of a pain in the neck, all right? Uh, secondly, avoid making big statements of fact. Remember that it's just your opinion. Even if you're certain that you're right, it is ultimately just your opinion, unless you're in a court of law, and you've got all the evidence to back it up, and it's the, you know, that's the place and time for you know, presenting the evidence and arguing your your opinion. But when you're just standing around the water cooler or drinking coffee with your colleagues, that's not that's not a courtroom. Okay, it's not you're not in front of a jury. It's just your opinion, and you might well be wrong about it. Um, so remember that that it's your opinion, and you can sort of frame your statements or hedge your statements by saying just little things like saying, "In my opinion," or "As far as I can see," or um, you know, "To my mind." Just little phrases like that can help to just sort of soften the statement and show that you're 
presenting it is only your opinion and that other opinions are available. Um, all right. Now, also, listen to other people. Make an effort to listen to what other people are saying. Even if you don't agree, it's just basic, you know, uh, civility to, to, to listen to them. I'm sure that you know this already, right? So I'm, I'm not suggesting that everyone out there uh, doesn't know this stuff already. But, you know, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to speak my mind, okay, in this episode. Number four, and this is the fourth point. First one was, what was it? The first one, be respectful. Second one, avoid big statements of facts. It's just your opinion. Third one, listen to people and be respectful when you're listening to them. And fourth is just walk away from a fight or argument. You know, like Bruce Lee said, Bruce Lee said, Uh, In the movie, Enter the Dragon, it's one of my favourite scenes in that movie, Enter the Dragon. Um, The scene is that Bruce Bruce Lee and a bunch of other kung fu fighters are taking a boat to an island where there's going to be a big martial arts contest. And uh, Bruce Lee's on the boat and some guy comes up to Bruce Lee because he's, you know, there's some ego battle. And the guy comes up to him and goes, you, what's your style? Meaning, what's your fighting style? What's your style? And Bruce Lee's standing there all calm and peaceful. And he turns to him with his accent and he says, my style is the art of fighting without fighting. Right? My style is the art of fighting without... My style is the art of fighting without fighting. And the guy goes, huh, show me some. And Bruce Lee goes, okay, that island, we can take this boat. So he's saying, why don't we go to that island? We'll have a fight on that island. We'll take this boat. And the guy's like, okay, let's go. And so uh, they walk towards the back of the boat and there's like a little sort of uh, a little boat uh, being pulled along behind the big boat. It's like, we can use this. We can use this boat. And so the guy, this, this challenger bloke, gets into the little boat and he expects Bruce Lee to get in too, but Bruce Lee doesn't. He just immediately takes the rope and starts letting the rope out. And this guy ends up just being stuck in this boat, trailing behind the large boat. And then Bruce Lee gives this, the rope to, to uh, all these other people who, who are just sort of like making fun of him. Right? Does that make sense? Do you get the idea? Uh, what's your style? You could, you could call it the art of fighting without fighting. Huh? Show me some. Okay, let's go to that island. We'll take this boat. Gets on the boat and Bruce Lee just lets the boat go. And the guy's just like off on the boat on his own. And Bruce Lee's like, hi, you see, I won the battle without even having to swing my fist, you know? So the ultimate way of winning is to just not really fight at all. Um, mm, Deep and meaningful philosophy. Ah, Luke Sensei, your philosophy is so deep. It's just, it's the philosophy of Bruce Lee. Yes. Um, I wonder if I can find that scene. Hold on. Okay, I found it on YouTube. And uh, so it's on the boat. You can hear the noise of the boat. Hear that? So you can hear the noise of the boat. And uh, they are uh, on the boat. And uh, this guy is a bully, basically. He's walking around the boat like a bully. And he's like bullying the staff on the boat and acting like a, a real pain in the neck. And he's like walking around trying to be the big, uh, the big guy. And he comes up to Bruce Lee, who just looks like one of the other guys. The, you know, this bloke doesn't realize that this is Bruce Lee. The guy's going to, he could punch your head off. He could punch your teeth down your throat from about a millimeter away without you even realizing. 
right? So he doesn't realise. And he comes up to Bruce Lee. You, what's your style? Or something like that. Let's hear it. So the guy just threw a punch at Bruce Lee and threw a punch next to his head as a threat because he's a bully, he's an idiot. Here we go. Do I bother you? Do I bother you? It's meaning, do I, do I bother you, right? Don't waste yourself. Don't waste yourself. Meaning, don't waste your time, don't waste your energy. Do I bother you? Don't waste yourself. Don't waste yourself. What's your style? My style? You can call it the art of fighting without fighting. The art of fighting without fighting? Show me some of it. Later. All right. Don't you think we need more room? (laughs) Bruce Lee is one of the coolest people who ever walked on the planet, all right? Don't you think we need more room? He's like Robert De Niro. Don't you think we need more room? But like a Chinese Robert De Niro, he's so cool. Don't you think we need more room, you you idiot? Don't you think we need more room? Where else? That island, on a beach. We can take this ball. The guy's like thinking about it. Uh, all right, maybe we, maybe we, sh- maybe he's probably thinking, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. This guy seems to know what he's doing. Okay. Okay then. So the guy is now. They're, they're both walking towards the boat. The guy gets into the little boat, and Bruce Lee has got the rope, and he just lets the boat go. Hey, what the hell are you doing? Hey, are you crazy? Try to pull yourself up. Don't try to pull yourself up or I'll let go of the line. Alright. Okay, so that's that was what one of my points. The art of fighting is what my style is the art of fighting without fighting i know you there's probably an argument to say that that's not true and in certain situations you have to fight but i think the point there i'm trying to make is that you know walk away you must walk away from a fight or argument young padwan um so talk about uh, my next point about this sort of thing avoiding horrible disagreements talk about what other people are saying and I've mentioned this before. This is a good point, I reckon. Yeah, it's a good point. My point, yeah. Um, don't give your opinion, all right? Um, instead, you can report and comment on what other people are saying and feeling. So you have to become like a journalist. Like, for example, instead of saying, oh, Brexit was a disaster, you could say oh, a lot of people feel that Brexit was a disaster. Or uh, a lot of people are saying that Brexit was a disaster. You know, or if you said, uh, oh, those Remainers, those Ramoners just need to shut their mouths, you can say a lot of people are saying that the Remainers need to shut their mouths. You know, 
And you can just pretty much have a conversation about what other people are saying and thinking without having to get yourself involved in the, in the whole subject. Okay, you can just take yourself out of the equation a bit and instead compare the, the ways in which the world is reacting to the thing rather than the way you personally are reacting to it. Now, the reason I'm saying that is because I'm assuming that you don't want to let your conversations about politics damage your relations with other people. Um, so I'm nearly finished talking about this stuff. I'm sure that I will come back to this election story uh, again in later episodes, maybe in conversations with other people. I don't know, but we'll see. Um, and um, so uh, Mick Jagger just tweeted about about the election. What did Mick Jagger say? Let's have a little look here on Twitter. Um, la, 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 la. He said... <laughs> just was watching the news maybe they will ask me to sing you can't always get what you want at the inauguration uh, fuck that up didn't i uh you maybe they will ask me to sing you can't always get what you want at the inauguration all right maybe you can't always get what you want but uh if you try you sometimes you might get what you need all right yeah fair play um now Final thing about this, I just hope that Donald Trump proves to be a good leader and that for the sake of everyone, he somehow manages to become the president that the world needs at this time. I wish him success because if he's a huge failure, then it'll be bad for everyone. Some people more than others. I'm sure there are some people in the world in terms of foreign policy who are very worried about this, but I just hope that it works. I hope that I mean, I'm trying to put a brave face on it. You know, I'm trying to be positive. I hope that he's a success despite all the stuff that's happened already. I hope that it turns out okay in the end. I hope that the dignity of the role of the president sort of rubs off on him and that he in turn acquires the dignity of the office and that he matures into the role. And I hope that he'll be a good president for everyone's sake. And I want to be positive about it, even though I'm also concerned about promises that he made in the run-up to the election and stuff like that. There's, there's a lot more that can be said about this whole thing. Uh, and Weirdly, one positive thing I'm getting from this is that at least those wacky conspiracy theorists are being proven wrong. You know, all those people out there who were convinced that the election was all a huge fix, that it was rigged, and that Hillary was being placed into the White House against the will of the people because of some evil secret plan. At least those conspiracy theorists are now being proven wrong, although I'm sure that they are now working out a new version of the global conspiracy in which Trump is one of the Illuminati, actually, in himself. Um, now, that's I know that's not much of a cons consolation. One of the only positives at this point is that the conspiracy theorists are now having to work hard to create new theories. Unless, of course, you know, you're a supporter of Trump and you may have your reasons that I'm perhaps not even aware of, that uh, maybe there are plenty of positive things about this that I just, for, for one reason or another, are uh, am unaware of. Yeah, that was a good sentence. So I hope that Trump turns out to be a good president. I really do. I've got my fingers crossed because he has a great deal of responsibility on his shoulders, not just for America, but for everyone. I don't envy him. I wouldn't like to be in his shoes. And I hope that he realizes what he's done by 
entering into this whole race in the first place. You know, I just hope that he's going to step up to the, the 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 challenge in the right way. The Simpsons, the Simpsons predicted this. Did you know that? You know the Simpsons, the TV show. The Simpsons. They predicted this. There's apparently there's an episode of The Simpsons in which Trump is the president, and apparently Lisa Simpson becomes like the vice president. Uh, she's like after Trump. They have a few years of Trump as the president, and Lisa inherits the role. She doesn't inherit it. She becomes the vice president um, following Trump. And she has to kind of deal with the big responsibility of doing it. Love The Simpsons. Some of, the, some of those episodes were fantastic. Fantastic show. Just great. Really great. Really fantastic. Really, truly wonderful. Really great. Um, people are asking, apparently people are asking Michelle Obama to run for president in 2020. I wonder if that will happen. We will see. I think that's it for politics in this episode. Feel free to write your comments and things like that. But I think that's it uh, in terms of the politics at this point. Right. So uh, earlier on in this episode, I told you that I had something to get off my chest. Remember that? It sounds a bit serious, but in the light of this election result, it suddenly seems insignificant. Nevertheless, here we go. I'm going to try and tell you the stuff that I was thinking about yesterday while considering what I'd done on the podcast. I shouldn't think about these things too much, and I don't want it to be too serious. So I'm going to read through what I wrote earlier on, but I'm going to do it in the form of a song. Okay? Just totally making it up on the spot. Here we go. Uh, I wrote this yesterday evening after I was thinking about a couple of things I mentioned in the last episode. Don't expect too much from this song because it's only going to disappoint you if you expect this to be of equal quality to the work of the Beatles or other British bands like Queen because it's completely made up nonsense on the spot. It's not nonsense, really. Okay, so... I hope you enjoyed the last episode, number 397. I enjoyed recording it a lot. I hope you enjoyed listening to it too. No, listening to it too. To be honest, I was blowing off a lot of steam in that episode. I don't know if you noticed. (laughs) Rambling like that can help me blow off steam sometimes. Blowing off steam means releasing pressure. You might blow off steam by going for a run or going to the gym or going out and getting drunk or something like that. I blow off steam by playing music. I also like to blow off steam by just rambling on this podcast or with friends having fun without being too serious like I did in episode number 397, but there weren't friends involved. And I honestly think a lot of my audience enjoy those episodes too. I know you do because I've been doing a lot of rambly episodes like that for years and I have listeners who tell me that they specifically like that kind of episode all right not everyone likes not everyone likes it of course you can't please all the people all the time and it's foolish to try and do that as we've established before on this podcast oh dear this is why I didn't go into music (laughs) so anyway I've learned, right, after nearly 400 hours of doing this podcast over about seven and a half years, that ultimately the only way to keep this thing going 
and to keep it sincere and authentic is to be myself, right? And I want the episodes to have personality. I want the episodes to be real, like a real person is talking to you heart to heart. Uh, because I genuinely think that makes episodes more fruitful as a listening experience in the long run. I think it's better for your acquisition of English. And beyond that too, it just makes it a lot more fun, truthful, funny, or just engaging to listen to, right? That's the theory. So let me just get to the point. So in episode 397, I was rambling about a bunch of stuff, right? And I, I had a bit of fun. But the thing is that I was feeling a little bit tetchy. I was feeling a little bit uh, uptight because of some content that I'd had uh, like through message, messages in di- different forms. Just a handful of messages, really, that I had received from a couple of listeners. It's, very, it's silly, really. It's like about 0.1% of my entire audience. Um, I just got a couple of messages, probably related to some politics that I talked about or whatever. And um, you might have noticed that in the last episode... I I was being a bit dismissive at times. I was saying things like, you can press stop. You don't have to listen. And I was venting frustration that I I was feeling was coming out at times because I was blowing off steam, right? So I I was feeling frustrated because of those messages. And some of them were a bit insulting and they made me feel bad, right? But, you know, we shouldn't listen to that stuff, right? Anyway, it was... Um, I think something I said had triggered some responses in my audience or or whatever the reason is anyway. um, So what I'm saying is that I said stuff like, oh, you can go and eat a cheese sandwich if you don't like it. But uh, didn't mean it. All right. Um, So blah, blah, blah. Let's get to this bit. Okay, so who am I to say why you're listening to this, you know? Um, uh, Of course, anyone can listen to this podcast, right? Everyone can listen to this podcast for whatever reason they have. If you want to listen because you're learning English, you just put up, have to put up with my rambling and my attempts at humour, then go ahead. If you choose to listen because um, you're trying to get a good night's sleep, then go ahead too. And if you find my voice helps you drift off into a nice restful slumber, then go ahead and do that. If that's what you want to do, that's fine with me. If you're listening because someone else is playing the podcast in the background and you've got no choice, then go ahead with that and good luck with that. Uh, uh. If you're listening just because you enjoy it, go ahead as well. And maybe you're listening for a combination of reasons, in which case, go ahead too. So who am I to say why you're listening or how you should listen? It's completely up to you. And I just want to say a huge thank you for listening to me at all. I'm immensely pleased that any people out there do think that this is a worthwhile thing to listen to. It means a great deal to me. And I hope that uh, that comes through in my episodes. And I'm going to pay slightly less attention to some of the comments that I get. Because, you know, uh, I think it was Ian Moore who said it. Did he say this on the podcast? I think he might have done. Ian Moore when I had him on the podcast, he was telling 
me about his experiences as a stand-up comedian. And it's like, you can perform on stage in front of a crowd of people and you tell your jokes or you tell your stories and people laugh. It's amazing. And you feel great. Uh, and, you know, pe- people are smiling and laughing and having a great time. But you spot one guy sitting in the crowd who's not enjoying himself. And that can, you know, that's the thing that sticks in your mind. It's human nature, I suppose. You know, so anyway, I suppose I should just like pay less attention to that kind of thing. So um, please, please, please feel, feel very welcome in my podcast flat here in podcast town in Leplandia on Planet Pod, okay? So let's now all have a huge toasted cheese sandwich together. Unless, of course, you're a vegan or you don't like cheese, in which case other catering arrangements can be made, all right? That's the end of this podcast then. And like I said at the top of the episode, I said, remember, everything will be all right in the end. And if it's not all right, then it's not the end. Okay? And thanks, Mark Kermode. And hello to Jason Isaacs. You've been listening to Luke's English Podcast. Speak to you again on the podcast soon. But for now, goodbye. Bye, 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 baby. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Today at the reception A glass of wine In her hand I knew she was gonna meet Her connection At her feet Was a footloose man You can't always get What you want You can't always get what you want You can't always get what you want But if you try sometimes You just might find You get what you need I went down to the demonstration Get to get my fair share of abuse Singing, we're gonna vent our frustration If we don't, we're gonna blow with 50 amp fuse You can't always get what you want You can't always get what you want you want But if you try sometimes You just might find You get what you need I went down to the Chelsea drugs drugstore Get 
gets your prescription filled I was standing in line with Mr. Jimmy And man, did he look pretty ill We decided we'd have a soda My favorite color, flavor even, cherry red I sang my song to Mr. Jimmy And he said one word to me And that was dead Can't always get what you want You can't always get what you want You can't always get what you want But if you try sometimes You just might find You get what you need You get what you need You can't always get what you want You can't always get what you want You can't always get what you want Try sometimes, you just might find that you get what you need. I saw her today at the reception. In her glass was a bleeding man. He was practiced. At the art of deception I could tell by her blood-stained hands Singing, you can't always get what you want You can't always get what you want You can't always get what you want But if you try sometimes You just might find you get what you Being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.